Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Jessica Bernoski. So first, let me thank you, Jessica, for joining us and sharing your story and your experiences and your ideas. Thank you, Christy. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, you're one of my favorite people, and you know this. You're (laughs) one of my spirit animals. Um, And I just love that you break into random bouts of dance out of nowhere for (laughs) cameras. And I just love that about you. Um, So tell us a little bit more about yourself, your personal history, what you do for a living, your education, whatever it is. What makes you you? Sure. Okay. Well, um, I was actually born in New Orleans, Louisiana, so I am from the South. I have a huge family, very, very, very large family. I am the oldest granddaughter on one side of 52 first cousins. Holy moly. Yeah. And then on the other side, I think we have 27 now. So 27 first cousins on the other side. So that's mother, insane. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, girl, that's way bigger than a big family. It is. It's huge. We've gotten kicked out of many of, of locations. <laughs> Just <laughs> being too loud. Um, my mother's one of seven children and my father's one of nine. Um, pretty much all of them were born on kitchen tables back in the day. <laughs> so uh, I'm from a really big family. Yeah. And then we moved to Colorado when I was young. Uh, my father, my mother, and my brother and I, when there was a big housing boom in the 80s. So um, spent the majority of my time, went to high school in Colorado, and then I went to college in upstate New York um, on a volleyball scholarship, actually. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yes. So um, went up there to uh, Union College in upstate and then came back to Colorado um, and then pretty much started working in national accounts, chain accounts. I worked with uh, Bennigan's and TGI Fridays, and I was a um, an international corporate trainer with them. So they would travel me around the, the country and the globe to go and open restaurants. So I'd be on the road for six weeks and go back and then for about a month and then I'd turn around and go back again. So pretty much I've been traveling since I was, um, yeah, I'd say about 21. That seems about accurate. <laughs> so how did you get into that? How, what was the trajectory from college student to uh, international bar trainer extraordinaire? <laughs> you know, um, when you're in college, you bartend. It's a very easy way to to turn and make money. (laughs) So I said, all right, well, this seems to be working out pretty well. And then the corporate said, hey, Jess, we want you to do this. And I said, well, okay, does that involve travel? I'm in. So that's what I did there. And that's kind of, it just kind of went from there. Um, Loved every, every minute of it, every opening I've ever done. Um, It's just nothing but wonderful memories. You're exhausted. You work 80 hours a week, but it is, the payoff is incredible. So Loved it. It's all about the experiences and the people you get to meet along the way. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So at what point did you transition from bar trainer to selling the bar? No problem. Well, I was actually, I was at my home store in Colorado um, for TJ Fridays and our sales rep walked in and said, listen, you know, I've worked with I've, every time I come in here because I manage inventories and whatnot. And she said, every time, I'm, I, time I come in here, I, I think about you and we have a new position open um, that just got developed. And I said, OK, what is it? And she said, it's a sales rep. I said, OK, 
Um, what's the territory? We kind of had a brief conversation. And so I applied and I said, all right, why not? It's time to grow up. Um, which, which I, is stupid because you never want to grow up, but no, <laughs> so, I haven't. It was the night I needed to shift from the, uh, the night schedule to more of a functioning daytime schedule. Um, went in and I, I applied and they said, they hired me on the spot. And so I was a sales rep for about six months. And then, um, I, we started a new division for national accounts where it was basically the training division for our company. And then I applied and I became the director of national accounts where I oversaw, um, what we did is we'd hire people to be sales reps with chain accounts specifically. And then they train under me for a while, I'd say six to 12 months. And then we would turn and burn them and put them into the general market territory. So it was a really good training base for that's cool yeah so I was really I mean I was absolutely blessed enough to be able to train over 15 people and get them moved on and 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 I still talk to every one of them every day pretty much they're wonderful people um and I did that for a while Uh, I did that for a a couple of years and then uh our corporate reached out and said Jess we're starting a new division for um for national accounts and we need somebody on the west coast what are your thoughts and I said, okay, does it involve travel? I'll take it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Is that really the only thing that it takes to get you from pretty, job to job? It's just offer you a plane ticket somewhere? Pretty much. I'm pretty, it's an easy pleaser. <laughs> does that involve travel? Okay, let's go. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, that's always one of the things that I've loved most about the job too. So I, I definitely understand it. I just think it's funny because most people are like, yeah, sometimes I love it. Sometimes I don't love the travel. Yeah. <laughs> You're just I, like, where am I going? Yeah. <laughs> you look and you say, where are we going today? You look at your little airline app and say, where am I flying tomorrow? <laughs> you know, it's just, I know, it's like a surprise I know. birthday cake every time. <laughs> that so. is hilarious. You know, when I was in fourth grade, I think one of the things we had to do those things at school about like what, what I want to do, who I am all about me kind of things. Yeah. And I wanted to be a flight attendant because I think I'd been on my first or second airplane by that point in my life. And I was hooked and I, and you know, this was the eighties. So, you know, they weren't talking about uh, girl power just yet. So I could be a flight attendant, not a pilot, obviously. Right. Or so I thought, but yeah, so I got the bug like super early, but then the older I got, the more I realized I didn't really actually want to fly on a plane for a living. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to go places. (laughs) I just wanted to go to the places, but I didn't want to work on the way there. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) And now here I am, fast forward, I'm sitting there, I'm still working on the plane, just in a different capacity. I'm the one with her (laughs) laptop and the earbuds, you know. Exactly. (gasps) You can listen to a little music and shoot some emails off for about four hours on a long flight. (laughs) Right, right. But this is so funny to me because uh, yeah, I get it. I, it's always been a driver for me. See Has something it? new, and I love that. Yeah, it's definitely. It's you know, I never. When I was younger, I um, I flew you know quite a bit. My mother actually has been flying since I was sixteen. She was based in Atlanta, and my stepdad was based in. Michigan. So they would come home. We'd see them on the weekends. Pretty much. I'd see them, you know, oh, so wow. I was used to, or I would fly somewhere on the weekends, you know, I'm, I'm sort of was raised that way. And I'm like, I really enjoy this. I went to France twice before I turned 17. You know, I just, nice. I just loved it, you know, and I, and I, yeah. and I get it now, you know, and I, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Honestly. <laughs> 
I know, I know. Yeah, I've always said the biggest perk is that you you pretty much don't pay for family vacations anymore because you no. rack up so many miles and points. And right, it's that's a huge perk that people often forget about when you're dealing with somebody who's gotten way too comfortable in the seat next to you on the plane. Yes, that's so true. Well, and it's sort of like a with the points and mileage. I mean, on a side note, it's sort of like a it's it's a it's a detective puzzle game. You want to figure out the best way to do it and how to rack them up as much as you can. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. when you go on the family vacations, you sit back triumphantly thinking, I did this. I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> you look at your kids and you're like, you're welcome, freeloaders. Exactly. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I know. Whenever my kids like, wait, this does this hotel doesn't have a concierge lounge. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> you have no idea. You just stop talking. <laughs> This is not, this is not for you to criticize, child. Exactly. Mine are always like, do we have a connection or is it a direct flight? I'm like, you're 10. (laughs) That is hilarious. For real right now? (laughs) Mine are like, wait, how soon can I get on the Wi-Fi? Oh gosh, yes. I have the updated app. We're ready. (laughs) Yeah. All the time. They're like, mom, did you update the app? Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did. I was prepared. I know what I'm doing. Again, you're welcome. (laughs) I know. I know. Right? (laughs) Right? I make them say thank you a lot. I do too. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah. No, not at all. We're raising gentlemen. Yeah. So tell me a little bit um, about how you discovered your inspiration for what you're doing. Because did you study hospitality in college? Like, what was your dream job? Like, what were your, your goals in college versus where you are now? Because a lot of us fall into this. Yes. Like, this is not what we start out doing. No, this is not what I started out doing. My first, um, when I first started in college, I really wanted to be a secondary education teacher. My goal was to be an English teacher in Paris. That was really what I wanted to do for secondary education. Um, you would have been amazing at that. Thank you, my love. I appreciate it. <laughs> there's a France has always had a special place in my heart. And that was what I really wanted to do my dream job. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to make enough money for that. So I switched to marketing and just cause that's a really easy general degree. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, this was not where, where I thought I'd be. And it just, my career has just evolved where now I'm the mixologist for us and for breakthrough. And no, did I ever think that I was one had the creative capacity to be able to do this? Never. And still question that on a daily basis. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's not where I ended up where I get my inspiration from is other people. Um, I think that in the industry that we are in, there is so many dynamic, amazing people who learn in 5 million different ways. And I, literally I, I absorb that off of people and I love to just sit and my inspiration comes from just anybody else that I can learn from. You know, I mean, it just, if you just take two seconds one day and truly listen yeah. to listen and not listen to speak, you can learn so much. And so many things that I, you know, that I've met with all these amazing iconic people in the industry that I just take a little piece, you know, from each of them and say, God, mm-hmm. you know, this is an inspiration to me. I can, I can use this. Absolutely. So that's kind of where, yeah. where it comes from to be honest with you there that's awesome <laughs> yeah I get it it's all about the people oh, hands you're down. right yes hands down 
So uh, you're you're like you're a total ray of sunshine. I always every time I see oh. you, you're smiling from ear to ear. Thank you. What? You make me you make me happy <laughs> just being around you. Like my mood picks up a couple notches just when I'm in your presence or when I know I'm going to chat with you or something. Likewise, um, <laughs> absolutely. Well, likewise. thank you. Thank you. Um, but I, I ask everyone, can you, cause most people I know are pretty, you know, well, actually everyone I like is pretty outgoing and friendly and happy. Yeah. Uh, but most people I know are also that way. So I always ask people if you can give an example of when you turn something that was not happy, like a negative experience or emotion into something that ended up being a really positive experience on the other side okay so thinking that's, that's a tough one that's a really tough one um let's good see. yeah that's a re- can't all be soft you almost got me like stumped here <laughs> um i would say um okay so it was about three years ago and i was at an industry event it was actually a golf tournament and, um, it's, and as you know, with the industry golf tournaments, every hole has a sponsor, you know, a, a liquor purveyor, yeah. a food purveyor, whatnot. And so we were about, I'd say eight holes in and, um, you know, everybody had tried the bubbly and tried the red wine and tried the beautiful gin, you know? And so everybody was yeah. fairly comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> needless to say, um, and I looked over and we were actually at this hole and the person that I was golfing with, which is one of my counterparts on my team, um, she started choking on a piece of steak and oh my God. Yeah, literally choking. I mean, immediately the arms in the air, then arms on her throat, arms in the air, arms on her throat, panic. And I put down whatever was in my hands and I walked over and I gave her the Heimlich maneuver and it worked. So um, I didn't really, congratulations. Here well, I thank you. I didn't really let it, uh, hit me. I got in, turned around, got right back in the golf cart and went to the next hole. So we get there and everybody's completely silent and said, do you realize what you just did? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it because all I could think was, what if I did it wrong? And her husband, actually, I talked to him the next day and he said, I can't want to thank you so much. I said, it could have gone the other way. And the one thing that I took from this whole experience was I said, it, it could have gone wrong. I could have hurt her. It could have gone wrong. Yeah. And you know what he said to me, but it didn't Jess. And that has resonated <laughs> with me more than anything in my entire yeah. life is when I look back or I think of what if, what if, what, but it didn't, it didn't. So that was the biggest positive thing that I've learned and carry with me every day is, but it didn't. And it didn't happen wrong. It went the way that it yeah. did. And that's where I think that that is my most impactful, negative, positive experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Have you since told him that like his, but it didn't has made such a big impact on your life and your outlook? Shame on me. I have not. <laughs> oh my God. Now you know what you're doing. I know. <laughs> you're like, dude, you gotta listen to this podcast. And first of all, I want to thank you because it didn't. Because I told you, like, this is hilarious to me. How many times have I told you that you were my like barometer in life for when your marriage re- starts to return after having kids? Yeah. 
And I've told you that like a million times. You're like, seriously? I don't even know if I remember that conversation. I'm like, oh my God, you were like my guidepost. You were my water marker. I'm like, as soon as I reach this level, Jess says, my head will be above water. I promise you, you will survive this. (laughs) I know, I know. Do yourself and him that favor. Call him and tell him like, wow. Because people, we don't know the amazing impacts that we have on someone's lives because we'll just... We just go on about our day. Right. And we don't know that we've been impactful. So, yeah, you know, I'm a huge proponent of telling people when they're just freaking amazing. And I, you're right. I and sh- think you owe this guy. A call. I do. I, you're absolutely right. And like I said, shame on me for not, but I just, I, it has completely escaped my mind. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked you that question. Because now you're going to make, you're going to make someone's day today. I'm so excited. As soon as we are done with this podcast, I will definitely call him. I love that. Great idea. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Happy clap. Yay. Okay. So next, if you weren't doing what you're doing, Barnaski, yes. what would you be doing? <gasps> uh, um, that's actually an easy one. Um, and this is, if, if I wasn't doing, like, no holes barred. If I had any choice of anything that yeah. I wanted to do. Hands down acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to act and do musical theater and I stopped doing it. And that would be the one thing that say there was no money qualms or anything along those lines. Yeah. And if I didn't have offspring, you know, then it would be, <laughs> you know, just say what if, <laughs> um, but it would definitely would be acting without a doubt. That's really yes. like stage. No, uh, probably, I mean, probably starting with stage, but it would be stage and then moving into like movies and possibly musical theater but it's a balance of both so yeah that's without a doubt are you a singer or a dancer singer? what really good at jazz dance? i was in, i know actually i was in the colorado ballet um for um oh. back in when i was younger before i was a volleyball player so i was in the nutcracker where we did 27 performances in 15 days um down at the denver buell the big the big theater whatever so i'm i just used to love theater so we dancing singing i did a lot of singing as well and then and acting without a doubt that was where my passion was for a long time wow see this is why i love doing this because i learn (laughs) things about people that i've known and loved for years and I get to learn something new at every interview. And that's really awesome. I didn't know this. So if you so you and Allison have this whole ballet thing in, in common. We huh? do. Yeah. And actually, we've never, I don't think I've ever talked to her about it. She's very, I mean, she was with the New York Ballet. I mean, come on. Versus the, the well, I mean, Colorado no. Ballet is like sort of like, you know, you go to Subway or you go to Del Fresco. <laughs> she definitely was at Del Fresco. <laughs> I was for the Subway line. <laughs> You are hilarious. <laughs> Don't discount yourself. You're not allowed to. I know. It's just that she was, she went so, I mean, she's such a phenomenal person. I just absolutely love that woman, I you know, know. and she's gone I so know. far. But so are you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, love. I appreciate so it. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. So any regrets, anything you wish you could go back and change or something you would do differently in the future based on pr- past experiences? Um, you mean my dear younger me statement. Let's see. Yeah. Dear younger me. What would I tell myself? I would say take the stage. I would say try out for that movie. I would say audition for a role that is beyond your comfort zone. And for, I mean, beyond that, just step out of your comfort zone. I think that my biggest regret is, and I used to answer this saying, I don't have any regrets. I'm older now, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't say I have any physical regrets in regards to, um, you know, having children and having a family and my career 
none of that's really regrets. But what I do regret is staying within a comfort zone that I created for myself that should mm. is completely non-existent. So I think that what I would tell myself is, dear younger me, step out of that. Don't create that comfort zone for yourself because, yeah. because you know, how much further could you go? You know, how much further could dear younger me be? Um, and yeah. I'm not talking better. I'm talking from a, a character standpoint is, is like a growth exactly. perspective. Yes. You yeah. know, shake that man's hand. Like learning how to fail gracefully. Exactly. A hundred and ten percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Going down in a blaze of glory and singing about it the whole way. Amen. <laughs> but did you die? Oh. No, you didn't. Exactly. No, because I'm telling you all about it right now. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So I think that my biggest regret is is creating a comfort zone of um, yeah. or staying within society's comfort zone. I think that that's uh, yeah. something that, that I wasted far too much energy on and have far too many more wrinkles because of it, which is just a waste, yeah. you know, and, and live a careless life in obviously with, um, you know, with the means, but live that. <laughs> yeah. Know what I'm not completely careless. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. We're, we're, yeah. It's not banned down by the river kind of scenario. This is exactly. Uh, yeah. Pushing yourself, right. pushing yourself. Cause how do you know how far you can go until you've pushed yourself? Because other people are going to push you whether or not they know it your whole life. But yes. Yeah. I think I, I think I, I did that whole, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to do this thing yeah. a lot in my younger years. And, and it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm okay. If not, everybody adores me. That's, I'm okay with that's that. That's a huge lesson. I don't have to be everybody's cup of that's tea. That's right. I'll just be my own cup of tea. Exactly. I'm the only person I get to answer to. That's so true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I think that that's a, yeah. that's a big self-awareness moment too of saying, listen, they don't like me that much and I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with yeah. that because you can chameleon as much as you want, but then you're going to exhaust yourself with finding out what true colors are yeah. beneath whatever cloak you've been wearing. Yeah. So... I think that that's... And they don't like you anyway. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Once I realized that, oh, God, you probably got there a lot quicker than I did. I'm not as evolved as I would like to be. (laughs) But, man, by the time I finally reached that point, I was like, holy shit, no wonder I'm tired. (laughs) You're like, now you can exhale. You can allow yourself that moment. (laughs) I know. I can breathe. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And be okay with it. For sure. Oh. Yeah, I think it was actually becoming someone else's parent. And I was like, all right, I need to get right with me because yes, how how am I going to create normal humans if I'm acting like a jackass? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> and I think one of the first things was when I told my 12-year-old and he's like, he said, well, mom, I just, I don't remember what the scenario was really quickly, but uh, he said, I just, I, I don't think they like me. And I go, do you care? You shouldn't care. And once I said it, I was like, damn, why do I care if anybody, if this person doesn't like me? So, right. you know, once you say it out, those who can't do teach, I think, and I'm a walking, breathing, living yeah. example of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey, be like, I'm screwing this up. So I'm going to tell you what not exactly. to do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do this, this dry run, this, this cluster run for you. <laughs> right. So what was his response? Did he care? And he stopped for a second and he goes, well, I'm supposed to care, right? And I said, that's up to you, pal. But you're the one that decides on that. And he's like, huh, good point. I guess I really don't care. I'm like, okay, that was really way far too easy. That took me 40 years to get here. But cool, run with it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's the same for me. I'm like, God, it's it's something that they got to learn yes. so fast. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Mine hasn't picked it up yet. We're, we're a ways from that. You got time. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've got plenty. Of t- it's middle school. Middle school sucks for parents. Oh, dude, I don't know anybody that said, "Yeah, if I could do anything again, I'd go back to middle hell school." No. And I'd relive those hell years. <laughs> oh I know. I know. And parenting, no, it's I, are you parenting a child? Oh. school is just I don't nauseating. I. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be calling you. Please do. You're a couple years ahead of me in this. Uh, in this parenting life stage thing. Yeah. And, uh, well, I tell you what, I think the biggest yeah. thing is that uh, the phrase, have you lost your damn mind comes out probably every other day, <laughs> literally every other day. I'm like, have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> Here it comes. I stopped myself before I end the sentence. What in the actual? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> I know. Most of the time I can stop myself before the, the question finishes itself. But, yeah. you know, not it's, Hey, you know what? It's, not you're always. raising your children yeah. in a very yeah. real world. And you're raising them in a real manner. And I think that that's extremely important, hands down important as a parent. Well, I'm following your example. You know this. You're my lighthouse. <laughs> okay. If they if, if we fail at this, we're going down together, Christy. <laughs> right? I know. Plan B. Plan B. We'll visit you in prison. Just kidding. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. We'll have neighboring cells. I uh, God. So, oh my God, this is hilarious. We've gotten so completely off track, but that's what's sorry about it. Is, I don't, I don't care. Do you care? No. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> We're just having fun. Yes. Um, so, what would you want the listening audience? They've already learned a lot about you, I'm sure, because you know I have. So, <laughs> chances are other people have too. Um, I can't be the only one out there in the dark. What would you want people to know about you? Me? Um, yes. All right. Well, I'll start with my biggest fear, which I share with a lot of people and they usually drop their jaw is public speaking. It is gives me, yes, it gives me anxiety and a panic attack typically, but I get through it. Um, so that's my biggest fear in life. Um, my second biggest fear is failure. So, um, but overcompensation of that is I definitely am very uh, OCD. Um, I like things a specific way, but I have more room in my heart for everyone in the world to be my friend because I think that people are absolutely dynamic and amazing. My door is always open. My house is safe. The kitchen table is a place of yeah. peace and non-judgment. Anyone who chats is welcome in my heart. Who needs to chat is welcome in my heart. You know, there's no... Um, you know, I have food in the fridge, coffee and tea in the cupboard, wine on the table. And I just, I think that everybody has such a beautiful piece to them that, that they, I, I, I really feel that, you know, God has put me on this earth to bring out that peace in everybody that I know and, and actually have them shine with that peace that they are, you know, here to share, if that makes sense. Yeah. I truly believe that I was put here to have um, find even in the quietest of corners, the quietest person and find their, their loudest yell and bring it out and show them how amazing they are. So that is, um, what I think you do that. Well, thank you. I try. (laughs) I really, yeah, no, you are, you are very warm and engaging. Like just the day I met you, I felt like we'd been friends forever. It was just instant. No, you have that warmth and you put people at ease because you're goofy. <laughs> I love it. And it. <laughs> you're laughing and you're, you're silly and serious and loving and wild all simultaneously. <laughs> and, and that, that's 
at least that's the personality that just draws me in. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. you make it real easy for me to be like the weirdo that I am. Good. I don't want anything <laughs> else. I want the true, real, raw people. I'm just, that's, I, people are so amazing. Yeah. So amazing. You know, it's just, it's, it's yeah. amazing when you look at someone and you teach them more about themselves that they knew just by listening. And all they did was talk their way through it. It's the coolest thing to watch. Yeah. It's just like a budding flower. You know, you're like, look at that. Oh, but you didn't know you had that in there. <laughs> Bring it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So oh my thank gosh. you. Likewise, Christy. Yeah. Oh, you know, I adore oh. you. So, and, and honestly, I'm like, I thank you so much for, for being a part of Woody and for, you know, everything that you do to support you know, my vision for our industry and, and for being on the podcast, honestly, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you um, for because, having me. Honestly. Of course. Of course. Always. Oh my gosh. I, I want people that are magnetic on this show. Good. Really. I've listened to the other ones. Otherwise. It's just really cool what you're doing. It's I, you inspire me on a daily basis to step out of my comfort zone because that's exactly what you have done with your life and you're killing it. I mean, it's honestly, I don't think you believe what, or you understand what a, what an inspiration you are to so many people around you. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I don't, you I suffer imposter syndrome like crazy. Well, oh my let God. Let me tell you, you are. You have no idea. Mm, you're inspiring. It's a mess up in this head. You are. <laughs> Remember dear younger me. <laughs> Just- I know. <laughs> oh Yeah. If I could just kick that bitch to the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not allow it. No. <laughs> so if how do um, if people want to talk to you more, learn more, uh, how how do you want people to reach out to you? Um, I I think that some of the technology get lo- gets lost with uh, emails, texting, social media, or whatnot. You can certainly find me on social media. Um, obviously, Jessica Bernoski on Facebook and then at Jessica Bernoski on Instagram. Um, but pick up the phone and call me. I mean, I definitely, I love conversation. And I think that that's um, kind of a lost art in what we're all doing these days. You know, the fact that you and I are having this long conversation I know that it's being recorded. It's a podcast, but still it's, it's so lost is, is writing out a simple letter and actually answering a phone call. So, um, obviously I'm, like I said, I'm on social media, um, my email and my phone number, which I'd be glad to give, um, now if that's okay. It's your call. Uh, 303-908-1974. Um, I'm here to listen. So, and I, I would love to, to get any advice just from, from anybody else's personal story. So feel free to call me or find me on social media. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I'll be sure to put the link in your bio. Please too. do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being my gorgeous, wonderful, engaging guest today. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream.